This podcast is brought to you by The Empowerment Project. Research proves that empowerment self-defense training makes you safer, period. I want you to have a great self-defense toolkit so you can create strong boundaries, speak with confidence, and take up all the space that you deserve in the world. We'll hear stories from survivors and find out what worked for them and why. We'll interview leaders in the field and talk about tips, concepts, and really easy things that you could do to make yourself safer and interrupt the cycle of violence. I've taught self-defense classes for over 30 years, and I promise to teach you everything I know. Ultimately, I'm going to want you to get some in-person training, but a great empowerment self-defense class is more than just the physical skills. The list of things I want to teach you is endless, so let's get to it. My name is Sylvia Smart, and welcome to The Empowerment Project. Hey, listeners. Hi. It's nice to be with you again. I love your questions. Recently, someone asked me, what should I do if I see someone being followed or pursued on the street? Do I help? If so, how do I help? What should I do? This episode is going to be short and sweet. There's no one right answer. There never is. What do I do if? What do I do when? Empowerment self-defense instructors call these the what ifs. We get them every class. It often feels as though our students are looking for one answer or One rule which, if you follow it, guarantees your safety, and it just doesn't work that way. Most things in life don't. In fact, in my humble opinion, I think that's one of the things that makes life so interesting. It's a jumble of lots of things and lots of people and lots of situations, and all of them are happening all at once. Our empowerment is being able to be present, fully present in the midst of all the jumble, see reality as it actually is, and then make decisions about how we want to live and what choices we want to make given all of the jumble. So what do you do if you see someone being followed? This is a call that you'll need to make. Since you're here with me today, listening to this episode, you're already thinking it through in advance. This is the planning and preparation that helps you in the moment. It helps to give you options when you need them because you've already thought about it a little bit. You've already thought, hmm, well, if this, then maybe that. And if that, then maybe this. What would I want to do? How would I feel? How would I feel comfortable? What would I want to do? And so let's just dive in and talk about it. First of all, I'm going to want you to do a gut check, a quick assessment of yourself and the situation. So I'm going to want you to ask yourself some things like, who's the threat? Are there multiple people following the person that you're worried about? Or is there just one person? Are the pursuers drunk or high? Do they seem like it or not? Do they have a weapon? How much distance is between them and the person that they're following or that person and the person they're following? I'm going to want you to ask yourself some questions like, how do you feel? What kind of shoes do you have on? What are you carrying? 
Do you have your kids with you? Are you in a car? Are you on a bike? Are you on foot? How far away are you from the situation that you're worried about? And then I'm going to want you to ask some questions about the situation. Like, what is the situation? Where are we? Are there businesses open nearby? Are there lights on nearby? Is there a doorbell somewhere in the distance? Is there a public space across the street with people in it? Is it daytime? Is it nighttime? Are there people around who might jump in and help me or am I alone? So these questions and more are the ones that you're going to want to kind of assess. And this happens quickly, by the way. We call this assessment or situational awareness. You'll have some of the data that you need once you've done this in order to decide what you're going to do, what you want to do, what you feel comfortable doing, what your options are. Remember that this assessment process, which we've talked about before, takes seconds. It's really, really fast. But when you're mindful about it, when you're kind of in this planning and preparation stage, you can really slow it down and think about the things that you want to think about. I hope that makes sense. Then, Whatever assessment you've done, you know that you always have choices. I'm going to tell you a couple of really cool stories, too, that illustrate different ways that folks have responded in this exact same situation. But here's some things that you could do. You could use your phone and call for help, like friends that you have who live or work nearby who you know would come help you if you called them. You can possibly call law enforcement if that is a safe option in the circumstances, which, as we know, sometimes it's not. But by the way, if you do call for help, you can also track the person, like keep them in your line of vision, because you may or may not be able to pick one of the other options as things progress. Another option that you have is you can ask people who are nearby to help you intervene and make a quick plan. So you can literally just step up to a person or people nearby, tell them what you see, and ask them to help you. And if they say no, you can ask the next person, and you can ask the next person. And if there's a group, you can ask the whole group and remind them, hey, it's safer if we do this together. Another thing you could do is if you see a nearby business open, say a restaurant or a shop, you can go in if it's nearby and you can say, this is what I'm looking at. This is what I'm seeing. I need some help. Can somebody in here help me? Or you could use your phone if the shop is farther away, you know, and this is if it's open. Um, and you can call the shop or the restaurant and just say, hey, I'm outside your restaurant this is what I'm looking at. I'm a little concerned. I need someone inside to come help me, right? Meet with me right in front of your shop and I'll show you what I'm talking about. You could choose to intervene by yourself. If you do that, then I want you to be ready to use your self-defense toolkit as you need to, thinking about distance that you need to keep between yourself and the pursuer and all of the stuff that you know that we've talked about. You might have other options too. Once you've assessed the situation, be open to inspiration because it's interesting. And I bet most empowerment self-defense teachers would agree with me that when we're hearing your success stories that 
participants in our classes have shared with us, they are so creative, really creative. So be open to that inspiration, but just keep your own safety and your own boundaries at the forefront of your mind. It's okay for you not to be the hero, but to use your resources to get someone else's help, to delegate help, or to join forces with other people. These are a few things you can think about and plan for. Most empowerment self-defense instructors are going to recommend that if you decide to get involved, if and when you can, first ask the person being followed if they want or need your help and approach them. Not everyone wants our involvement and not every situation actually needs us to intervene. But understanding and respecting this and the person's choice is really important. I want to tell you a story. But first, also, let me just thank you for taking the time to listen today. I do this work because I think it's important. Please support me on my Buy Me a Coffee page or on my website podcast donation page. The links are in the description of this podcast. Thanks for supporting this work. And let's just keep making the world safer for everyone. Thank you for that little plug. Sorry about that. Um, Here's the story. So I was teaching a three-part self-defense class at a continuing care facility. And everybody in my class was in their 80s or beyond. It was really cool. So it was this three-part class. And I was meeting with them over the course of three weeks, one class per week. And in week two, I walk in the door and I'm like accosted by this woman who we're going to call her Joy for this story's purpose. And she's like, I have to tell you this story. I'm so excited. I really want to tell you this story. I totally used what you taught me last week. Let me tell you this story. And I was like, oh my gosh, awesome. Tell me the story. But wait till we're all together because I want you to tell the whole class. And class was just about to start. So she told the class the story and it went like this. She was walking down the street near this continuing care facility when she saw, quote, an old woman, someone older than she was, walking down the street. And the woman was walking like sort of shuffling, kind of ambling, and looked really uncertain. She was um, like looking down, looking around, stopping, tilting her head. According to Joy, it looked like she was lost, like she didn't really know where she was going. Joy said she saw two young people following behind this older woman. And when the older woman would stop to look around, she noticed that the younger people who were maintaining some distance between her and them would also stop and whisper to each other. So her um, adrenaline started to rise. Her anxiety kind of went up. And her antenna was like, something's going on. This doesn't feel right to me. And she was like, remember the self-defense class. I know what to do. I know what to do. So she 
very quickly walked right by those two young people with purpose. She looked at them. She let them know she saw them. And she kept walking with purpose straight up to the person, this older woman who was being followed. And she said, hey, hi, you look like you might be lost. And I noticed two people following behind you. Do you mind if we just hook our arms together and I can help you find where you're going? And the old woman looked at her and said, oh, thank you. Yes, please. Oh, I had no idea. And Joy said, okay, but first let's just cross the street. So they were close to a stop walk or a street light or whatever, and they crossed the street. And then Joy was able to help this woman figure out where she was going. And how cool is that? So notice that Joy first asked the, quote, old person if she wanted her help. She told her what she saw, and she asked if she needed help. And that is a really important step. And we want to give people that respect that we would want for ourselves. The woman said, yes, please help me. So were the followers going to jump the old woman? We don't know. But the point is that Joy noticed that something felt off to her, and she felt empowered and clear-headed enough that she remembered that she had some choices, that she didn't have to be a hero, but that she could see if this person wanted help because this person seemed vulnerable, more vulnerable than she was. And I just, I love this story. She was so excited about it. And um, I think it's just a really cool story. Here's another story. But first, one more quick plug. And I'm so sorry, but yes, the plug, because um, if you could please review this podcast and share it with your friends and family and on social media, it helps spread the word about empowerment self-defense, which deserves a lot more credit than it gets. It really does. Also remember that you can find us at the Empowerment Project group on Facebook. We have questions, and if you don't answer the questions, we will not accept you into the group. That's for everyone's safety. So go to Facebook, look up the Empowerment Project group, and answer the questions, and we'll see you there. Um, we keep you posted on these podcast episodes and links that um, go in tandem and books that go in tandem with the episodes. Some of the people who are in that group have been interviewed on this podcast, and you can meet them there and ask them questions there. So it's a really cool group. We'd love to have you. Okay, here's the story. A person in one of my self-defense classes shared this with the group. Let's call her Kathy. So Kathy was driving down the road at night in an area of Portland, Oregon, that is nicknamed The Track because it's known for its sex trade and human trafficking. She was driving along, it was nighttime, and out of the blue, she sees a woman running down the street barefoot and partially clothed, and she's being followed. The person who's following her is about a block behind, but Kathy knew enough to kind of scan, and she saw someone running 
behind the person who looked like she was escaping. She wasn't sure what to do. She had taken a self-defense class before, so she took a deep breath. She did a quick assessment of her options, and she decided that she was going to pull over and ask this person who was running if she needed help. So she pulled over, she rolled down the window, and she said, hey, can I help you? Do you want to ride? The woman literally leapt into her car and was sobbing and trembling. And before she even strapped her seatbelt, Kathy drove away as fast as she could. It turns out that the woman was being held against her will. She was being drugged regularly and trafficked for sex. She was incredibly grateful to Kathy. In fact, she said this was her third time escaping and running away. And she had run down that same busy road two other times, and no one had ever stopped to ask if she wanted help. And she'd been caught every time and taken back. So another like amazing story. You're the only one who can decide what to do if you see someone else being followed. You'll have to think fast on your feet. So you're doing it now. Think it through now. Think about what you'd feel safe doing, how you'd want to respond. Talk about it with your friends. Just like in Next time you're having coffee with a friend or going for a walk or meeting up with someone, just talk about it. Like, what would you do? Well, what would you do? Well, what if this? Well, what about that? Well, what if this was happening? Well, I would want to. So you just talk about it, right? All this forethought is self-defense because it's the planning. It's the preparation. It makes it so that if you're ever in that circumstance, you've already done a lot of the homework and you already kind of know what your boundaries are and what you feel comfortable doing and what your options might be. If you have a story about something like this happening to you, or by the way, any, any self-defense success story that you have, even if it doesn't feel like a success, and by the way, they often don't. Oftentimes, our success stories feel messy, we doubt ourselves, we feel ashamed, we blame ourselves for being in that circumstance in the first place. Please, no, stop, no victim blaming. If you're alive today and something like this has happened to you where you've had to use your self-defense, that is a success story. And people can learn from it by hearing you talk about it and pull it apart and discuss the different parts of it. And I would love to help you do that. If you're willing to share, connect with me. I would love to hear your story. And if you'd be up for sharing it on this podcast, I bet our listeners would love to hear your story as well and learn from it. There's a link to the contact form on my website in the episode description. By the way, Also, drop me your questions because I really do love them. And meanwhile, thanks so much for listening, everyone. Stay safe and be kind to each other. It's affirmation time. This is how I end every self-defense class. It's kind of cheesy, but it's very cool. And this is how it works. We're going to do like a little call and response. If you can say 
this out loud. If you can repeat after me, do it, because it's important, I think, for you to hear your own voice. But if you can't, like if you're on a crowded subway or someplace where it's embarrassing, don't worry. You can also just say it inside your head. Okay, so I'm going to say something and you're going to repeat it after me. I'm going to give you space to do that. And at the end, we're going to say yes. Here we go. Repeat after me. I am worth protecting. I love myself. I belong. I deserve to take up space on planet Earth. I am a strong and powerful person. Yes! Woohoo! And hey, as a wrap up, will you do me a favor? Will you do all the things that you do when there's a podcast? Like, will you tell your friends? Will you subscribe? Will you come back each week? communicate with me, review this podcast, like all those things to help get more bandwidth, help more people find out about it. That would be super awesome. Take a deep breath. You are amazing. Thank you for being with me. See you next time.